Alright guys, this is the Common Consensus Podcast, episode number one, and today I actually have two guests with me. I have Jake Klassen and Josh Reed. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Hi. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's good <laughs> it's to be... It's my pleasure. Good, good to be hanging. So, <laughs> for, the first, hang out, for yeah. the first episode, this is kind of an interesting topic, um, because I think it's extremely prevalent now in our generation and kind of especially with all the online stuff going on and it's these online dating apps and i'm not necessarily talking about like match.com or things like that i'm more talking about the app you download on your phone swipe left swipe right and i don't think it's good so like your tinders and your your grinders and all that stuff i never even heard of grinder or it's like Tin- or not. it's like tinder but like for the gay community okay and then bumble i think i don't know but i don't even know i've never downloaded any of these apps so like i'm, I'm super coffee and donuts there's plenty of them coffee and donuts have you ever that's a real one that sounds tight that's what my brother uses <laughs> or he used to use but yeah your yeah. brother's in a committed relationship now yeah have you ever used any online dating apps? I have never used a single online dating app okay. ever. I know. I've used Tinder and Bumble. Yeah, yeah I've used Tinder, I Bumble. might have a very weird perspective about that this. That one about the because... fish. Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. And then OkCupid. Yeah. Man, these guys, like, they come Those up with like, fantastic names for these dating apps. <laughs> Coffee oh, and donuts, plenty of fish. <laughs> I think the most, the most popular one right now is probably Tinder. Yeah, I mean... And Bumble. Bumble's starting to get popular. I've never heard of Bumble. Yeah, it's, it's fairly new. It's like, it's on the up and up. The only difference yeah. between Bumble and Tinder is the girl has to message you first on Bumble. So oh. you match with the girl. <laughs> and never do. And then, yeah. <laughs> they have like 24 hours to get That to seems respond. weird. That yeah. seems peculiar. Whereas in Tinder... But like, why? If you each swipe right on each other, you match, and then anybody can, can message. Play ball. So, play yeah, ball pretty much. <laughs> what's it's interesting <laughs> is tinder's actually been around for a while yeah it? yeah it I was mean, released in september 12th of 2012 2012 that's like, like that's ago. like when we graduated high school oh yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't hear about it until like yeah dude i was a senior yeah no i feel like it came around in my life around the same time vine came around in my life okay like when vine became relevant i yeah. feel like tinder became relevant too bad they got rid of vine and not tinder yeah for real i mean <laughs> I, I guess people vine. still use tinder but no i love vine i miss vine i still watch the youtube videos like you look up the best of vine and you sit there and watch them it's not it's terrible don't do it actually do it please no but no that's interesting I didn't realize it's been around that long. And I, they say, I think it's a little bit deceiving, with 20 billion matches to date, Tinder is the most, is the world's most popular app for meeting new people. Okay, so let's think about this. 20 billion matches. Well, how many of those are actually turning into a quality relationship? <laughs> those are just bots 20... messing with bots. <laughs> <laughs> there right, are bots on You Tinder. boil it down, you got 20 billion people. All right. At least, like, you well, know, 20 billion matches, 20 billion matches, so okay. 40 billion people. Okay, well, so you gotta double that. So, in your guys' experience, then, like, how, okay, what are the equivalent of a match to like a actual conversation? Like, oh, yeah, you can match with a bunch of people and never have a conversation with them. Okay. That's why I think so. I was like, like oh, well, yeah. this statistic, so like, what, okay, roughly, then, like, what, in like every hundred people you match with, you have like one conversation, or is it like 20, like 30? It's 
like a legitimate, like genuine conversation. Yeah, it's probably like, like one out of thirty matches. One out of yeah. thirty. Okay, yeah, but so, you have to match with those people. Like, yeah, that takes a long time. Okay, so that's, twenty that's billion months. matches. So divide that by thirty, and that's already the the number of genuine conversations that you're gonna have. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're already yep. down in the single billions. And I I do know. I know two groups of people, two couples that actually did meet on Tinder, but the overwhelming majority of people that are using these apps, I don't think anything's coming of it because I've been on Tinder and I've seen so many people I know. Yeah. It is so crazy, but nothing ever happens with it. And well, people imagine they don't want to talk. It's like, it's almost like it's a game rather than, Hey, I'm looking for a genuine relationship. No, it's, I want to play this game. There's a model. Okay. Marie Claire. And she said this. She says, Tinder is addictive. Well, I have two questions. First of all, if you're a model, why are you on Tinder? There's no way you're <laughs> on there for... She's one of the bots. She probably <laughs> is one of the bots. But that term addictive, it, it presupposes that you're using it as a game. Almost as like, hey, I want to see who thinks I'm attractive. No, I mean, more or less as what it is. Right. I wouldn't say addictive. Definitely, like, compulsive. Like, if you just do that every day, like, you could build up a habit. Well, that's what <laughs> happens when you're bored. You're just like, hey, yeah, you know what? Exactly. I'll get on. That's I'll the only reason I used it. Well, yeah. I mean, think about the... Fill up five minutes of my day. That's, that's what the app's for, isn't it? I mean, you look at it, you look at someone, and you instantly make a judgment call yes or no. I mean, that's, I guess, right. the... Yeah. That's like the... I mean, that's the innate just like what it's for so i mean i guess it is a game i mean which you download it you put no effort into creating this account you upload whatever picture you want it doesn't have to be real right uh and put you're two, off two words as your bio and then well that's my problem with swiping. it my problem with it of people thinking it's a game because i don't think dating's a game and this is becoming one of the biggest areas of how people are trying to find somebody they're going to date well i think i i definitely see your point but like at the same time i feel like most if not i don't know i, I feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't use tinder like as their absolute avenue for like finding a significantly like serious relationship I think it's definitely a viable form. It's definitely a viable way to meet a bunch of new people. I know a bunch of people that use Tinder simply for the for the sake of f making friends, you know. Um, but like, at the same time, like, I like I said, my, I myself have never downloaded the app. I've never tried it, so I have an outside perspective. But I feel like sometimes, like, I don't think I could take myself seriously enough because you know you get the the outside of the box like slide into the dms kind of thing the twitter reference and the instagram reference and you know you kind of already have that preset like expectation like oh they slid into my dms they're this kind of cat you know uh so like part of me feels like maybe to a lot of people it, it is just a game because they feel like that and and i mean so i don't know there's it's a double-edged sword I'm glad you brought up, you said some people maybe use it just to meet friends. Yeah. Um, I, I asked people on Facebook what, and some of my friends, hey, what do you think about these apps? And uh, one of my friends said, quote, Tinder should only be used for dating if you live in a big, fun city. In places like Youngstown, it's a bunch of single moms saying no hookups. <laughs> but there's honestly nothing else to do here. 
However, I used Tinder to meet friends when I moved back to Youngstown and didn't know any college people. Still friends with some of them. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, well, yeah, no, that makes a whole lot of sense. When you live in a large city like New York City or, or Chicago or um, Seattle or L.A., like, those are very big cities. You see a lot of people. They are large gatherings of individuals. So, like any way to slim down that number to just get like a face-to-face contact i think is probably very helpful whereas in a place like here in you know youngstown you know you could go to walmart and easily see three of your friends but that's not going to happen in la there's like 20 20 walmarts the cats are going to or nobody's driving 20 you know an hour to get to get to the store but i definitely think that that's that's a super valid point i think the larger the city the more difficult it can become to like create a real relationship with somebody just because there's so many people and tinder creates that void or it fills that void so i mean that makes sense to me i don't see why not i uh i kind of agree i think the only problem with that is it takes away from being interpersonal with somebody so you're meeting somebody on a pixelated screen rather than going out and communicating face to face with people to meet people. Yeah, but that's online dating. Yeah, can't like, you? That's can't, just the convenience. Can it be argued with? It's all about intention. I mean, some people on Tinder might have a serious intention of forming a real relationship with them, uh, or somebody that they meet. You know, they might they might have that. But I think it all boils down to intention and who's using the app for what purpose. Because that is something that is miscommunicated just on the app itself. You know, it's not like there's categories. It's not like oh, I signed up for Tinder for the friend portion of Tinder. It's not like I signed up for Tinder for the swingers Tinder, you know? There's no swingers Tinder. There's no friend twin Tinder. There's no serious relationship Tinder. It's just it's just Tinder. So I think you're going to have all sorts of different intentions, and I think that's something you can attribute a whole lot of the ridiculous scenarios that are created out of it, too. Well... You're right. There definitely can be a lot of different intentions, but it's advertised as strictly a dating app. Yeah. So that's the problem. I see. I see your point, but I also see from the standpoint of, like, definitions of of dating. Josh. A lot of people probably don't, you know, see that a whole lot. I don't know. Yeah. Now, with your experience with Tinder, have, have you been looking for friends, for a relationship, have there been people that you've actually went on dates with or people you've you still communicate with as friends through Tinder? I've gone on dates with people. Um, have not met anyone that I still communicate with today. Um, Do you have any fantastic like Ter- like fantastic terrible tinder stories that you can like <laughs> not that you can like not stories. not like give names <laughs> and just like make our day <laughs> no they're not really like they've all just been like really cut and dry oh it's not it's not like i meet someone and they're like an octopus or something. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know no, would... nothing like crazy well i think that's the problem because you can meet somebody online and they can be way different online than they are in real life well, i mean that's a catfish textbook well a catfish is more so that did happen to me yeah you got catfish yeah wait tell me about it (laughs) the person didn't meet with me they just yeah that's the cat yeah the catfish they yeah you never actually meet the person well you can meet the person 
And they look totally different. Yeah. That's so they used a fake profile, a fake picture. Yeah. And they um, still meet with you for some reason. Some people just yeah. think that you're going to accept them from, like, just for be who like, they you know what? Yeah. Not their... Not their picture. I actually thought I was going to get catfished once. Well, in high school, this is before Tinder. This was the, like one of the first oh, dating apps. It was, it Tinder was, BC. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was hot or not. Hot okay? or not. And I matched with this girl. And we texted back and forth for up to three to four years. Wow. And we always said, yeah, we're going to meet. We're going to meet. And I'd always try to make plans to meet. It would never happen. So I'm like, you're a catfish. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> well, that's crazy. So. You should have tweeted hot or not, and then they would have <laughs> paid for a, a plane ticket for you and this catfish to go to Maui or something. <laughs> that actually happened. Yeah, it happened to, like, some people at Kent State. Yeah, that actually happened. Wait, for real? Yeah. Yeah, tell them the story, because I, I don't yeah, know it the was full pretty story much, behind this, but this is a It was story. like what he just said, like, all right, so these couple, or this, uh, this guy in this this uh chick at kent state they matched and they were having like this ongoing conversation for like three years or something like that and then uh he posted their conversation on twitter and then it it somehow got to like uh the tinder uh people and they saw it and they were like yo we're gonna send you and this chick to maui to meet because they haven't met before they just talked to each other for like three years did they do like like like, did did tinder do like background checks on what if one of them was like a serial killer (laughs) like we're gonna send you on an all-expense paid trip to maui with a serial killer congratulations you win they were just gonna leave that up to the other person to check that out i mean how what kind of oh my gosh that's horrifying i would not have gone on that trip i don't know like they actually did go but i don't know how it turned out like i'm not that he never they never came back they never he went to They're Maui. Just... One of them, was, one of them's, and the other one flew away. Went to like Mexico, just hiding out somewhere. I was like, I hope Tinder doesn't realize that they sent this guy here. Eating chalupas. Oh my god, that's a life. That's funny. Well, let me tell you something else that's scary. I was looking at an experiment. Okay, this was done by Texas Tech Department of Communications. It was a study on infidelity in Tinder. Okay. So I'm surprised the college university actually did I mean, a study on this. It's a relevant thing. Yeah. So, I mean, people want social social experiments are a lot of college <laughs> social yeah. experiments. I think college. I think just universities in general are a social experiment. Did they have mice? <laughs> did they have mice uh, do the tindering? <laughs> it was 550 students okay. that okay. took part in this. Undergraduates. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I, because I'm guessing that that these apps mostly. It's not a very good sample, though. I mean, only students. Like, what about the grandmas? Well, if you think of it, it's mostly college age people that are on these apps. Yeah, I mean, if it's, I mean, they're also using a survey group that's close to home. They wanted it to apply to their right. audience. So, 550 students, and these students answered questions regarding infidelity. Now, the results showed that more than half of the students have seen someone on Tinder that they knew was already in a relationship. 71.3% knew a male who used Tinder that was in a relationship. 76.1% knew a female that was in a relationship. And I I have personally seen this as well. Now, the only problem with this data is you can delete Tinder, 
but you can actually physically delete the app but your profile will still be there and still be yeah. shown to others. That's and what I was just about to ask. So that's like, the problem that with work? this study. So so you can meet the love of your life. And be on Tinder for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. Yep, pretty much. So, um, so these results are, are a little skewed. Because um, you actually have to physically deactivate your account. Okay. So that you don't pop Which up. No one but does, I mean, I'm no. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, why it bother? At that point, it's just like, what's the point? Which I've done like four times. But I'm sure there are people who are in a relationship that... You'll match with them. Be like, what? I'm just that just surprises me. I think it surprises me that they want that third person, dude. <laughs> I that's, guess so. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing. I don't know. That's that's peculiar. Um, maybe it's just Texas. Maybe that's just like a Texas thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas, <laughs> including the infidelity. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, define infidelity. Just like not being true in a relationship. It's just cheating. Yeah. Just like yeah. cheating. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Infidelity. It sounds like <laughs> it's <a> very... treason. <laughs> yeah. It's a crime punishable by death. Oh, in Texas, <laughs> maybe. In Texas. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. No. They got them guns. So, here's a question for you guys. How how do you think Tinder impacts male psychology? Or female psychology. Just like in general. But us, us being three males, how does it impact male psychology? You know, I, I feel like I have like a little bit of like an off opinion or answer to this question just because like I have zero experience with Tinder. Like if you told me like how to navigate the app right now, like I, I've never even seen the interface or the UI to it. So like I don't know. But um, I think in general, I think it creates this like instant gratification for a lot of people. Um, just like the idea, I mean, to me, just like thinking about it, the idea of being able to look at an application on my phone, that's going to just hand me images of people of the opposite sex or people that I am attracted to. And I'm just going to decide whether I am or not. I think that creates a very odd instant gratification. And I think, uh, psychologically, I think that could create kind of like a, Oh, there's a million people out there, you know, and I don't I think that could be a positive or a negative thing in a sense of like somebody that's self-respecting, like you deserve to hang around for the person that, you know, you, you really want to be with. But at the same time, I don't know if it's a good thing that we can look at people and just say yes or no based on the way that they look, because I think that's a very big problem in our society in general. I mean, if you look at everything that is today all things are taken at face value and when they are taken at face value they are attacked from every angle you know you can't look at the lgbtq society did i say that right like the the whole Something like that. yeah like you can't look at that whole um group of people and just like take them from face value from like i don't know from from just the perspective of one thing because your your avenues are all different if you're a person on facebook that most of your friends are very conservative you're going to get an outside perspective that is very conservative look on this group of people whereas if you're a friends with many liberal people you're going to get a liberal perspective of all these people you can see all the positive things the negative things you might be getting only half the story all the time um so i think that's all feeds into the same idea of like this kind of application where you are just choosing a black and white decision off of an image absolutely can affect your psyche i think it can make you Mm -hmm. um, displaced in what you think is important you start to realize probably what you find to be like attractive but like at what cost 
right. I think. And it like it totally just desensitizes you to what really matters. Exactly. When you're yeah. For someone, I mean, whether you're looking for a friend or a relationship, like you just it, you do that like a thousand times. Yeah, last know? time, last time I checked, I when I look at my friends, I never have thought, ah, oh, are they like super cute? Yeah, I've never <laughs> thought that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm on Tinder for friends, but like only if you're. Of a certain attractiveness to my like. I mean, maybe. In, like, I want to be. School. I want to be able to look at you and be like, I'm glad I'm sitting next. If you're to like you. a girl in high school, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like Mean Girls or something. <laughs> well, like Lindsay Lohan's only gonna hang out with the hottest chicks. We're getting into a much heavier psyche then. <laughs> I don't know. And that's the problem because you're just at face value. You're met with image rather than personality, different traits. How a person acts in society, how they converse. So, but you have to get to know someone, right? And that's the problem that. with Tinder. the The match the is match. is objectively single, singularly focused on look. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. I mean, you could put something in your bio that might be cool, but well, I mean, come on. Rarely, <laughs> they look at your picture and they either swipe left or right. And, and this brings me to another quote. Um, this was some more input I got from some friends. And he says, quote, Tinder and other dating websites as such is a way for people to feel better about themselves. When you see people who, quote unquote, like you on Tinder, it makes you feel wanted and good, which is true. And humans look for that. They look to be accepted in society, and that's why people like Tinder. When in reality, all Tinder is, is a superficial website, like people based on looks alone, never really giving people a chance to get to know you and learn about who you are and where you come from. And on Tinder, you have multiple likes, so people are trying to see the best-looking person on looks alone. Character and heart doesn't play a role on Tinder. When it's based on looks, you never settle for the man who had a good heart. You keep looking for the one that's better. End quote. And I think that I think that's true. And I think this is why I think it's such a problem because so many people are using this now. And I've noticed more and more people are single than they used to be. I think I think those are both accurate observations. I think there's a lot of variables involved in them though. I think that yes, a lot of people are using this app. Yes, a lot of people are a lot more people are single or and there's more cases of divorce but i think a lot of that has to do with just the connectivity of the world anymore Uh, i can't i couldn't boil it down to just being the way that dating applications work i think i think that the older you get and the more serious you get about your relationships the less likely you are to use an application like tinder i like to think that a lot of people as they kind of move forward they're kind of like well if i'm looking for somebody that i want to have a serious relationship I don't want to have to force them into my life via an application or via this interesting way. Like, you're going to kind of find that person on your own. I mean, or find them in a way that feels a little bit more genuine. Um, Mm -hmm. I absolutely think there are situations where maybe it it has worked out for you in the better, but... At cooking class and you both reach for the meat cleaver. (laughs) That's, like, that's the dream, man. That's the dream. Like, honestly, I think everybody wants that little weird Cinderella story moment. Deep down, that's what we want. And I think in the Tinder environment where you're swiping right and swiping left, 
I, I don't think anybody's happy ending starts with I swiped right. Um, now it's just a personal. That's just like a personal opinion, and that's why I don't have a Tinder. I don't think, and I think, I think everybody in the world deserves their own way of looking at that. But I mean, that's just my personal perspective on it. And I also think that it can't directly be correlated to the statistic of there being more single people in the world. And I think that only because. I think we're so much more connected now. Like just like through through the band, I find myself connected to people on Snapchat, on Twitter, and on Instagram that live in different countries, uh, speak different languages, and I'm translating conversations to to speak to them, and they're doing the same backwards. And it's like I would have never been able to do that when these applications didn't exist. And I think just that that worldliness, that how we're kind of shrinking the world around us. Um, I think that. In a way, I think it's it's kind of like a beautiful thing that we're not all settling because there's definitely somebody out there for everybody. There's just going to be that time in your life where you hit that that person and you're just like, wow, you like totally click with me. You we get it. <laughs> yeah, I just run them over. <laughs> take them right up. I mean, maybe in cooking class, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> my me It's <laughs> my... Josh, what are your thoughts? I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Tinder is the root of all evil. All right. <laughs> it was about um. That's the best answer. It was about right. the the correlation between um, uh, how Tinder is a face value kind of thing and how statistically now there are less happy relationships out there. Are there which, really which, less? Which can I've, be is per- that a, that's my opinion. That oh, can be objective. That, I think that's definitely objective, but I mean. Depends on the time too. Like, um, I'm sure there's more. I really can't say that either. I want to say there's more happy relationships because of right the now? people who are in our generation. Yeah, because the people who are getting into like genuine relationships are people like uh, they're more connected. I mean, you're it's it's not the 1950s where it's like, you know. I'm the guy, I get a job, and then you're a woman, and I marry you just because. No, I, agree. I don't necessarily I, I, think it no, was like that. See, I agree I agree with that, though, because because from a standpoint of, okay, this is going to sound weird, but, but from an option standpoint, you have a much wider base now. It's not unheard of for uh, John Doe from Cleveland, Ohio, to move to L.A. to meet Jane Doe. Um, it's, not, it's not uncommon for that to be a thing. Um, whereas, you know, 50 years ago, it was considered kind of wild to uproot yourself from anywhere and go anywhere else. It was like a big thing. It was like, oh, did you hear John Doe's moving to New York? Everybody in the town knows about it. So it would be, I think... Guys off his rock. I mean, we, we, we hear those stories, though, but I don't think it's as prevalent as we think. Well, well probably well, right. Well, here's, here's Here's my thought, is what he, from what Josh said, I think... There, I think, kind of taken from both of you said, there might be fewer, there might be fewer just people long-standing who relationships. Rush a relationship because they don't want to be lonely yeah. and there may be fewer long-standing relationships, but I think there are more long-standing happy relationships. I think there are less people settling and more people in long-term happy relationships who are choosing and choosing a right partner, person. a partner that is willing to 
suit them suit them yeah well, I, I think, think there's i think i think that could be totally true well one of the reasons with these all these short-term relationships is i think the standards are too high well why should why shouldn't they be if if it's somebody yeah. that is because uh, people can't settle well no one wants to settle that's how i well why should Ryan, you settle don't settle Ryan. why should you <laughs> settle? i believe in you would you if you okay so if you had a because child, people if you had a child right now would you tell them to settle what? Would you ever tell your child to settle? <laughs> what are you talking about? Take that nine to five with the pension. I would tell him, you don't want your standards to be too high. Because I feel like that's what that's what Tinder does. Being that you're looking at somebody just for the face value of looks, you're setting a standard that's too high, and that transfers into the real world. Maybe. Um, I kind of feel like, that's a double-edged sword. It's though. not really high standards, though. If you're basing everything on looks, like I mean, people aren't. But in the real world, nobody are, does that. I don't think people are dumb. I think people are inherently intelligent in the way that they would would look at that situation. I don't think they would set a standard that's unobtainable for themselves. I don't think that somebody would put themselves willingly in that position. I think there might be people out there that you know have that situation, but. I would like to think that we as users, we as uh, account holders, we as a generation of people understand a lot of these things. I, I think a lot more people, I think you got to give people more credit. I think we're all knowledgeable that there are a lot of creeps out, out there in the world. There's a lot of crazy, crazy people on Tinder. There's Absolutely. a lot of crazy people on Facebook. I mean, you got people calling your cell phone, calling your phone now, trying to, like, literally steal thousands of dollars from you. I mean, something we're all faced with on a daily basis. And I think we as a generation, I think there's definitely people in, in like, the world and in, in the older generations that might be a little more susceptible to that kind of thinking. But we as a generation have been exposed to it for long enough to know better. And I think you got to kind of give people a little bit more credit in that aspect. Like, I think... You shouldn't have to settle. Why should you? I think as long as your expectations are not above the expectations you hold for yourself, then that's a safe way to do it. Because why should I settle for somebody that has a lower expectation of themselves than they would hold for me? I would never, ever want to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't hold me to a high expectation. Because... People meet expectations, whether they are high or whether they are low. If you have very high expectations, they're going to still aim and be higher for that. They're going to they're work to that expectation, or they're going to fail, and you're going to see who they are as people. Now, it's understanding the gray area, like what's acceptable as failing to read, uh, air quote, you can't see me, uh, failing to meet expectations. Like there, There's a gray area there where it's like, it's okay to not be successful. We all fail. All of us fail. But like... As well, long as your expectations aren't outlandish. That, that's where I feel like when you're in front of a computer screen, when you're behind the phone screen, you can be hypocritical because you can have this super high standard. Somebody says something you don't like, like even well, if it's not something insulting, just something, you know, that, that wasn't a good way to introduce yourself. I didn't like that pickup line. I mean, well... I mean, come on, Honestly, that's how Tinder is, with, Josh. With Tinder, I you don't know really, how it is. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't really use my my values and my standards in on Tinder. It's, you know, like, I just swipe with people, match, 
Well, how do you start a conversation? How do you open a conversation? Josh, if if you you swiped right with uh, Jane Doe, and Jane Jane Doe was a relatively attractive female, what was the first thing you would say? So the first thing I would say to Jane Doe, so I either use... I'm going to be Jane Doe. All right, so I use either like a pickup line that I found off the internet, or or I use their name in a pun. Uh, But with Jane Doe, what I would say is, man, I was just at the morgue, and I saw a body, and it was unidentifiable, and I thought it would be you, Jane Doe, or something like that, because that's that's what they call you know. And so, yeah. some yeah. people like that. Body. Some people think that's funny, and they're like, "This is great. I'm going to talk to this guy." And some people are like, "Or no. maybe they deleted their Tinder and they never see it. You just matched with like a ghost account who yeah. matched who they, like, who swiped right on you like six months ago, and you don't know it." I <laughs> I don't know. There was somebody I I matched with, and I would, she had she had a nice tattoo on her arm. I'm like, I love the tattoo. No response. I'm like, so why did you why did you even swipe right then? Well, like, well, like maybe he said, maybe he said, maybe they swiped whenever ago and just didn't quite. But maybe that's also maybe she gets that like 50 times. You know, something about her tattoo. You know, oh, nice, nice koi fish you got there. And that's or, where the standards are too high. Or, or nice Hindu the, symbol. There's also, from the benefit of the doubt, perhaps somebody also had started talking to her literally previously that day. I mean, right, you can't, and that's the problem. You can't be as there's a, a lot of problems here. Well, we'll see. I don't see it as a problem if you're looking at it from her first. I think that's that's actually there's too many. That's actually respectable. If, well, it's not well, respectable well, if you're meeting with multiple people. Like, well, okay, here's the thing. Say say you match with three people. Okay. Yeah. You talk to all three of them. You text all three of them, and you actually go on a date with all three of them. Well, and the other man, people don't even fire. know. The other people don't even know you're going on a date with that person. So in their mind, they think, oh, wow, this girl or this guy really likes me. When in reality, well, you're you're just another yeah, one of the three. I, I definitely think that there are people. probably people that, that – there are probably people that do that. Oh, no, it happens. I would Believe yeah. me. But there are definitely also people that – perhaps this is a situation, don't do that. They see, okay, somebody started talking to me. I would like to talk to them. I'm going to talk to them until I find out whether or not. And then maybe they go back. But, like, perhaps this was, like, you could look at your situation, whatever that situation was, where you complimented her tattoo. Perhaps somebody literally had the same conversation with her earlier that day, and she was talking to them instead of talking to you, which is a respectable thing to do to the person that she was, you know, talking to. And that's where this app impacts psychology. Hmm. Because... You have in your mind, this person matched with me, and then they don't respond or whatever, so... And then you're crushed. So this is a quote from Texas Austin professor David Buss. He says, Tinder has an impact on male psychology. It causes short-term dating and a feeling of disconnect with choosing future partners. And I agree with that. Well, I... I, I do feel it causes a disconnect. I feel like it causes discouragement. Well, to Just, be... To be fair, um... What did you expect? I expected a match I expect- and a girlfriend. <laughs> That's like I'm just I'm just being, oh, I'm, I'm being super married. Married. I, no, as a I'm person. No, no, as a person that has never used Tinder, I'll tell you, I have never used Tinder because I could never see myself thinking that this would be a solid way to to navigate through all the bullshit. 
I, yeah. I feel like it only creates more of a facade of bullshit. It's just, it's instigating the bullshit. And if, in my mind, downloading the Tinder app and using that kind of is just accepting of the facade and engaging in it. And not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, me as a person, I'm not interested in the facade. I'm not the kind of person that goes on a ton of dates. I'm not the kind of person that even has the interest in in, in participating in those things more often than not. But I feel like not a lot of people are like that. You're correct well, about that. And I feel like that's where our generation is headed. Maybe. And, and I don't think it's a good thing. So how, how do you fix that? Is my question. What, how do you get people to not do it? Because, well, that's the thing. I don't think we can. Well, I th- well, I think it's going to be more of a phase. I mean, it might outlive us, but eventually it might go back. Like, my grandparents, this is how they met. My grandpa was in Youngstown driving. It was raining, and my grandma was waiting at the bus stop. Hey, you want a ride? Next thing you know, they're getting married. All right. Maybe that would work in like the 1940s. That's what I'm saying. That's that wouldn't work now because we're in new times. Someone yeah. rolls that's the window down. Saying. It's like, hey, now it's time. Right. Now it's time. It's hey, we matched. Yeah. That, that's what that, that's well, the point I'm making. But I'm, here's the thing: you can't always fight that, regardless of whether or not it's the way for you, whether or not it's the way for you know um, everyone, the way everyone should do it. Is is that you know evolution says that we're going to evolve in the way that we meet, the way that we communicate, the way that we do things. In the well, past, I don't believe in, in the past 20 years, <laughs> we have changed from uh, think about when we were kids. If Ryan, I was I was Ryan not and... an ape 20 years ago. <laughs> don't start. No, no, think about when we were kids. If you wanted yeah. to if you wanted to hang out with your friends, you had to go outside or you had to go to your you were friends with the kids in the neighborhood, right? right. Everybody's friends with the kids in the neighborhood. You right. weren't going three blocks over because you weren't allowed to go that far. And your mom didn't get off work until, you know, three. Mm-hmm. So you had no option. So you're like, it's, eight, it's 10 in the morning. I'm going outside to play. Who, whose door can I knock on? And that's what you did. You walk out, you knocked on the door, saw, hey, can Jimmy come out and play? And then you played with your friends. Now, you don't really get that. You got, let's meet up on Xbox Live. You meet your friends there. You meet at school. Hey, dude, you should come over sometime. Text me. Text me. And that's Call the problem. Me. These kids in middle school have phones well, right it, now. But see, when, the... wait, wait, hold on. When we were younger, there there wasn't posts on social media about, hey, I'm going to do this bad thing at school. And now, I mean, social media is running this world. Well, the, These kids are having phones in fifth grade. And, and you know what? They can say whatever they want because they're not saying it face to face. They're saying it on a screen and they don't think there's going to be any consequences with it. But more often than not, there are. And, and, and this is, is that's a whole other topic, but, but but you can't you can't like fight that. That's how it is. How, no one whether, says I'm fighting it. I'm, I'm just here to discuss it. I'm just saying. And why I think it's a problem because it is. But here's the thing: if you look at it as a problem instead of embracing it as a solution and trying to find a solution within that, then we're going to continue to have problems because people are just gonna keep using apps, applications like Tinder. If you come up, if we can come up with as a society an application that people want to use for that, which I think we have, I think there are apps out there that have a much better formula. They have a way of doing it. If people were serious about that, if they were serious about finding a person that matched their true qualities and weren't as interested, I mean, look at the way that like Match.com works, things like that. There are situations, there are formulas, 
and ways to go about it in a better way. Well, but here, here's but the instant gratification and the way of going with Tinder sometimes is just more appealing for a younger crowd because they're not right. that serious about it. They're 17, right. they're 18, they're 22. They're not thinking about who they're marrying. Right, because the people on Match.com generally have more experience in life. Well, the people And they pay for it. So if you're paying for something... You're probably serious about it. Or as opposed really to, hey, desperate. That's true. Or as opposed you know. to, hey, this is free. I can just play around with it. I feel like if, if, if you're paying to meet somebody, you, you're probably looking for something that's long-term. Yeah, well, it's demographic, too. I mean, people are getting married much older now than, than ever before. People are having children much older now than they ever have before. But the question's why. The does, answer, does social media and all this technology have an impact on that? I think it does. I think it's just the current state of the world. I mean, if you look at it... In the current state of the world... People don't have jobs by the time they're 22 years old. You're not stable by the time you're 23, 24 years old anymore. You're not graduating high school and, you know, immediately ejected into a job that is going to be financially stabilizing you into... I'm going to be able to buy a house and have a, yeah. have a <laughs> wife and three kids and a dog and a picket fence. It's not the way the world works anymore. What's and I think it's do? I think it's kind of ignorant to to think that, you know, we can just surpass that and ignore that. Tinder is a direct result of there being a large group of these people that are at a point in their life that want a relationship, but they can't handle a serious one. They need they want a relationship because that's what people want. But at 22, 21 years old anymore, a lot of people aren't thinking, man, I right now need to meet the woman I'm going to marry. I right now need to meet the man I'm going to marry. People aren't thinking that right now. And they still want the relationship, so that's why applications like Tinder come in and they swoop in and they say, hey, you can have that relationship and you, want you really don't have, to, you don't have to work too, too hard for it. Josh, you're 24, correct? Don't flatter me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 24. Uh, you have a full-time job. You have benefits. What are you looking for when you're on Tinder? On Tinder? Oh, my God. What am I looking for? Or so, even a, a relationship in general. What is your ultimate end goal? So I'm definitely between both of you. You use Tinder, Ryan. That's correct, and Jake does not use Tinder <laughs> because he believes that everyone puts on a front and has to step through all this bullshit. Well, it's and... not entirely that. It's more like I won... I Okay, but like, I mean, I I be, I yeah. understand what you're saying, yeah. and I totally agree with I you. I mean, there's a like, little bit more. There's a to lot it. of bullshit, right? There's well. a little bit more to it too. Like I'm like I, I, I'm in the band, and like I feel like myself on Twitter, in that or on Tinder in that environment. One, I don't have time for any other social media because that is way too much of my day to, to begin with, just because of the band. But like, I don't have the time or effort to put into on an application that has so much facade <laughs> you know oh, okay. so like part of part of it goes into that too so but... we're on the same page there what yeah well i don't have yeah it's a bunch of bs well yeah <laughs> well, yeah okay so we all agree it's all bullshit <laughs> well, it can be i'm not gonna say that there, it is all bullshit but, right but there okay. is a lot of right. facade and there's a lot of navigating you have to navigate your way through the garbage but you were gonna say something i was gonna say right something. go ahead josh because i, I want to know so well, I being that you do use Tinder, I, I want to know I use what Tinder. your goal is. My goal is, all right, so first of all, I have zero goal when I'm using Tinder. I believe it's all bullshit. It takes five minutes to get through all my swipes for the day. <laughs> so why not just put what in those five What about the super minutes. like? I get those. Oh, yeah, you get one super like too. But you got to use that on someone that you think 
Well, right now, that. if you pay, you and get that takes five. science. That takes <laughs> that takes practice. So we're not going to discuss that. But what what are you looking but, for when when? So all right, e- even so, outside of Tinder, just a relationship when you meet a girl. So all right, so we'll take my my social uh, like dating relationship life outside of Tinder, uh-huh. and we'll take it uh, using Tinder. So outside of Tinder, I have never been on a date ever talked to a girl just like i mean like i've talked to girls but gone up and had like a conversation and like got her number and like um went on a hiking date or something you know what i'm talking about just like hung out just in real life like i walked up to her while she's looking at the oranges at the grocery store and i'm like hey that's a pretty nice orange (laughs) or something like that but on tinder I've met, like, uh, a bunch of people. I mean, like, ten, like a dozen people. And actually had, like, conversations with them. And it's, had it not been for that app, I would have never met them. So it actually, like, enabled you to kind of to kind of wedge your way meet into, new people. into it. Yeah. yeah. Which, in that sense, is a fantastic use for the app. Yeah. Like, but, I I'm, mean, I've had it for, like, over a year, and I've only met, in person, like, 12 people. And had something semi-serious with, like, none of them. (laughs) I know for me... But but that's still 12 people that you now are in some way connected to. Which I don't think is a bad thing. Unless they became hostile, which is different. Yeah, that that did not happen. Okay. They just kind of, like... Fizzled out. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, everyone knows it. People who use Tinder, it's like, it's it's Tinder. It's like, you know, it's it's like buying stuff... Yeah, it's like buying stuff made in China, you know. It's not going <laughs> to It's, everyone know knows me. that. Like, no one's expecting, I mean, that's just me. And it's like the people I met, they knew it too. Like, they knew, like, all right, so it's good for getting a coffee with someone and talking. Would you right, say well, that the majority of people that you met had this consciousness that, that it wasn't to be taken all that seriously? Or was it like... I feel like it was just like, well, I've got nothing better to do. Might as well go out and see this guy uh, that seems pretty cool. I feel like that was pretty much it. It was kind of just like like a conscious behavior of like, oh, something could be cool, and if not, or whatever. Exactly. Like, why not? I See, I don't, th- I don't find anything unhealthy about that. I think that's just people meeting people. I think that's cool. Well, let me tell you why, why I started Tinder. So... I was kind of a shy guy around girls, so I felt like, hey, you know what? I want a girlfriend. I feel like this is an easier way than talking to someone in person, because it w- it was hard for me to just talk to people in person. So I felt like, okay, if I use Tinder, I can be more open about myself. I don't have to be nervous. Because I'm not face-to-face with the person. There's nothing to be nervous about. I can just talk. But now that I'm older, I'm still just as nervous. But I feel like it would be better off for me to talk to a girl in person over on one of these online apps. Because in person, you can get a feel of who I am. You can get a feel of my personality. I can express myself more. Because... When when you read what somebody says, it's all up to interpretation. You're not really exactly sure. So, 
that's how I feel. Originally, I thought, hey, you know what? It'd be easier for me to find a relationship through Tinder. But now that I'm older, I think, okay, I just need to be more open in person. Well, I definitely think I could agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, a, tw- a Tinder date, a Tinder match will end in one thing if it is successful, and that is meeting in person. And you can't have a relationship without that. I mean, how are you going to form a serious... I mean, th- I guess there are situations and in- scenarios where it's occurred out there, but how are you going to form a sincere personal relationship if you don't get the FaceTime, if you don't get the verbal cues of somebody, even if you talk on the phone, like, I mean, that helps. Like, that's that's probably a huge That was exactly my too. point. That's but what my, I've learned. Yeah. Originally, I thought it'd be easier doing it on the computer, just For matching sure. with somebody. But now I know face-to-face is better. And that that brings me to one, one last quote that I have from somebody I gained input for. Confucius. From, and... This was some of the best input I've got on this subject. Saved it for last. So I asked him, I said, what do you think about Tinder? And he said, quote, haha, I've been so tempted to get back on Bumble, which we've discussed what Bumble is. He said, I think it's all crap. For me, anyway. I think it's good for the right people in the right situation. I've just had bad experiences with it, and the more refined I get into what I'm looking for in someone in a relationship, the less hopeful I am that it will be found through any such app. Just for me, though. Also, online dating in general can be good, as I mentioned, but one huge thing you kind of lose is the ability to see someone in the community, how they are in their relationships with other people, and that's important. And I thought, I thought that last part was huge. I, I just want to reiterate that again. One one of the huge things, you lose the ability to see people in the community, how they are in their relationships with other people, and that's important. And I, I couldn't agree more. But that's part of uh, dating and getting to know someone. Yeah. So, like, the first step is getting a coffee. You don't know how they are with other people. The second step is you yes, go bowling you do, with though, friends. Because they're in front of you. Something. You know how they are with you. Per, face to face. Okay, so they could be in person. Well, not, really nice. Not until you get that coffee. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like getting saying. that coffee though. Behind the screen, you don't really know how they're going to interact with you face to face. Here's the one disagreement that I have. I don't even say it's a disagreement because I completely agree with that. I think that is a vital aspect. But it, the disagreement is like how, uh, the means of getting there is no different than a lot of other ways. Tinder is just one of many ways that people get people to go on dates with them. I mean, since forever, yeah, you remember like the the cheesy high school style like movie cinema garbage where it's like somebody passes you a note. Want to go to a movie? Want to get a movie? Check yes or no. Pass back. <laughs> I never got that. No. Oh, I mean, that's because by the time we were in high school, we could text each other. Oh. You yeah. know? I didn't what, have a phone. What's different? What is different between tinder and finding a brand new person versus getting a phone number and texting said phone number because usually when you get that person's phone number you've already met them in person yeah so you've already reached that unless you have your friend ask them for their which nobody does (laughs) now is creepy yeah exactly so you've already breached that that first layer of hey 
we already met face to face. Can I have your number? Right. So well, you already have an impression of how that person is in real life. Yeah. Which in Tinder, it's the opposite. You're talking to other behind the screen, then, hey, can I have your number? And then you meet the person. In the other scenario, you've already met the person before you get their number. And then, so let's say I meet a girl, we're at a concert or something, and we talk for a little bit. You know, hey, can I buy you a drink? Whatever. So we talk. We, we've we already we've already met each other. We've already been talking in person a little bit. And then I say, hey, can I have your number? Yeah, sure. So we text a couple days. And then I say, hey, you want to go out to dinner? So we go out to dinner. I feel like that's a lot more effective than, hey, you swiped right. I swiped right. We've never met before. Can I have your number? Let's text. And then, hey, want to meet? But you can't just, like, ask them their number right off the bat on Tinder. You gotta, That's like, not the point. Get to know them I'm, I'm not saying when you ask them for their number. I'm saying eventually when you no, do ask no, them I, for your number. I get right. you. I get you. Your process is... It, but here's, here's, the, here's the thing, is the processes are almost the same. They just... One of them occurs at a much faster pace than the other. Because, one, you went to a concert first thing is going to happen is is you would have had to go to this concert and find just like by random vacation someone that you were like wow she's really she's really pretty i'm going to talk to her that that would be a thing the other is literally you're just sitting there so so the appeal on both sides one is way more genuine the other one is just a little bit quicker and that's where i feel like <laughs> the more genuine one is the more effective one i would say that in an effectiveness from like a from like a ratio of success, I would absolutely agree with you. Um, but from the standpoint of like accessibility, how many people that you talk to on a daily basis, how, how many people have just like had that? How many people have just like had that moment where they just like well, that's randomly what I'm went somewhere? That's what I'm saying. It's getting less and less and less because of this stuff. Because of the social media, because of hey, I can just get on Tinder and meet people. Is it That's because why of Tinder? I, I feel like pe- people are, are, are. I think it's because of m- a little more than Tinder, but I think it, Tinder probably attributes to it. I just feel like people are less prone to going out and meeting someone when they they have this app that's so readily accessible. What do you think, Josh? I'm just imagining myself at a concert and having someone walk up to me. And like having a conversation. Well, you gotta walk up to the girl. Come on, man. <laughs> well, if hey, man. I, all right. So it's if I'm the girl, girl can walk up to you. Yeah, it's 2018. She'll just swipe right. <laughs> She'll swipe left. I'm just dude. kidding. Give me a break. <laughs> I respect a woman that walks up to me. By the way, for people that don't know, if you swipe right, that means you like the person. Left is no bueno. Okay. <laughs> and this is the year 2018. So if you're listening to this 10 years later. And it's completely inapplicable. Yeah, there's no Tinder. <laughs> what? What's that? They'll be like, yeah, the Tinder building burned down shortly after that podcast. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about some girl walking up to me at a concert and talking to me. Yeah. Uh, that would be really awesome. Uh, would I you... for so for me, out just thinking about that happening to me, like someone walking up to me and talking to me and having a conversation with me, I'd be like, wow, this is really cool. But then in my head, if I'm at a concert. And it's like, man, I really want to talk to that girl. I'd be like, that's way too creepy. I can't do that. Yeah. Forget that. But I f- I'm going to go on Tinder. I f- <laughs> in the, exactly. I feel like... I'll be in the back. I don't know. Maybe, the Agora, maybe 10, it. 20 years ago, it wasn't as creepy as it is now. 
or something. Well, I don't know what happened. But... What happened is that the world got a little bit less naive, yeah. and uh, we realized how much trauma there really is right in our back doors, yeah. right in our backyards. I it's mean, the internet, man. Yeah. I Everyone's mean, well, a pedophile. The world's a lot smaller. The world's <laughs> a lot smaller. We're all a lot more conscious of the, the things that happen around us. And um, it's not unheard of that, you know, somebody at i mean look just look at the recent occurrences in the world like things happen that you wouldn't expect and it's really hard to trust anybody you don't actually know and nowadays it's safer it's safer for people to use applications like this because but in those applications you don't know who you're talking to yeah but you're not talking to them in person it's a fish right it's a catfish there's it's safer to swipe right on a picture than it is to approach a stranger in a bar can you agree with me on that yeah and that's that's the that's that's my thought process, okay. I guess, right there. That's fair. Is from a standpoint in today's society, it is safer to approach and learn about somebody online because it's not that hard. If you swipe right to somebody on Tinder, guarantee you guys are talking, you guys are finding each other on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, very briefly after that. So you start you to can see, see them. If real. Yeah, you start yeah. to see them and if they won't give you that information, I'm sure you cut that right there. You're like, Okay, so that's not a real person. Hmm. And I think you can pretty much weed through it pretty quickly. And by the time you start looking at Instagram, start looking at Twitter, if they're not using these applications, you start to think, okay, so they either are much more involved in their personal life, like in in real life, they're much more involved in that, and they don't really, they're not really into this Twitter scene, or you can see how they interact with other people on things like Twitter. I mean, I tweet back and forth with people all the time. I think it's pretty easy to pick up the kind of person that I am based on my tweets, but that's just me. Um... So it's different for everybody, but I think that those avenues for any person feel safer nowadays than to approach a stranger. I and from a male perspective, you know, from that like, are you afraid to talk to like a stra- uh, like a girl at a bar? I think that's much less targeting of us than it is of, of women. So I think if a man approaches you at a bar, I think then it is one of those things where are, is she alone? Is she with her friend? If she's with her friend, then it feels a little bit more accessible from a man's standpoint. But if she's by herself and you're a dude approaching a female at a bar by herself, she might feel intimidated immediately. Well, I, I feel like it depends on the girl and depends where you're at. Like, yeah, no. For instance, for sure. some girls, yeah, they want to go to the, you know, they go to the bar and hope someone's going to talk to them. I was talking to one of my buddies and I want to say he's. He has to be close to 40. And, and we were kind of talking about this stuff. And and I was like, dude, you know, I can't find a girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And he said, just talk to a girl at a grocery store. Those <laughs> oranges, I, man. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, well, that's not the way it is anymore. I'm like, that's creepy. And, and that's that, that just shows you the difference between his culture in our culture, his generation and but our generation. That could also just be a mindset. Maybe it's just your mindset. Yeah, well, Maybe I mean, the culture is you can still approach girls at a grocery store, but you're like intimidated by that because you've never done it before. Well, you're intimidated by the fact that they might think you're a creep. Okay, well, here's the difference. <laughs> if you're at the grocery store and you're buying groceries, I think it's totally acceptable for you to go talk to a girl. And I don't think she would have any issues if you're standing there holding like a cabbage, like literally about to go through the checkout line and you just start flirting with her. I think she'd find that adorable. But if you were a dude going to a grocery store to pick up girls, not groceries, that is the problem. <laughs> yeah, that is like that is the issue. That's that's the issue that you see. I checked there. out Giant you, Eagle, you, Sparkle. There's no cute girls. Here. You think in your mind that's that's the creepy part. You need to not be. You're creating your own facade. The the creepy aspect there is not 
It's not the action of talking to them. It's it's intention. It well, all goes back to intention. Well, isn't that what people? Well, isn't that what most guys are doing now? I'm going to go to the bar to pick up a girl. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I disagree. I'm sure I, there's I, guys that do that. I do. I think a lot of guys do that. I, I think know, a lot dude. of guys go to the bar I'm and so say, exhausted, "I'm going to flirt man. with a girl." I can't even like just with my life, like going to a bar. First of all, that's already exhausting, and then <laughs> having a conversation with someone that I've never met is doubly exhausting i just know me personally i've seen it a lot guys go to the bar because they want to hook up with a girl yeah maybe here's the thing here's the thing i am in college here's (laughs) Here's the thing the only way a dude that's going to a bar to hook up with a girl is hooking up with a girl is because a girl went to the bar to hook up with a dude that's the only way it's happening it's the only way it's a double-edged sword or she's just super drunk um, yeah, because she probably went to the bar to get super drunk or something like that. Like, she didn't go there and get drunk on accident unless she was roofied, in which case we were talking about totally criminal criminal avenues here. But, but it's right. all about intention. It's 100% about intention, and it's all about the way you utilize the things in your life. I think, I think Tinder can be a great thing if you have good intentions with it. I think Twitter, Facebook, Match.com, I think all of these things can be great things if your intentions are good when you're using them. That does not mean there are not bad people out there with bad intentions when they use them. So, I pretty much touched on, we touched on a lot of stuff here. So, overall, curious just to hear what you guys think. We'll close this up. So, what do you think, Josh? Overall. Is Tinder the root of all evil? (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day. Uh, what do I think? I think if you're okay with using Tinder, use it. If if you think it's all just, you know, uh, there's no way that swiping right on someone will lead to anything. Uh, well, like I said, it could. I, I've actually, I know two couples that actually did meet on Tinder, and they're great couples. So I'm not, I'm not here to say it that it them. doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, so. for me, I'm like, I'm not even the kind of person that would take that seriously like meeting people it's like this is pretty much a coffee and uh and a chat like that's pretty much all it's going to be that's all i expect like if i ever get the chance to go to like a starbucks and meet with someone and that's like healthy intention yeah and i feel like that's good enough i mean why not what do you think in closing jake um I think Tinder in general it comes to everyone in a negative light, just inherently. Um, I feel like there are a lot of people that like, kind of like, oh, you're on Tinder, you know? They have that like, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were on Tinder, like kind of like a like a weird, <laughs> you know, like especially coupley people, you know, yeah. like people that are just constantly in relationships or or in long long relationships and have never experienced that. People actually coming from from my perspective that have never ever used Tinder, I think they look at like a Tinder community from like a weird light. Like, why do you why do you, why do you need Tinder? But like, I think it could be a really nice thing. I think like the way Josh is saying he uses it, I think that's super healthy. I think it's super cool to communicate. I think any way that we as a we as like a, a society can communicate further is always better. Um, it just you know you have to be careful with anything anything can be used in a negative way so overall i think tinder is cool i think it is a usable thing i don't think that 
if used properly or if looked at the correct way, it can harm you in any way. But if you let Tinder be your main source of, of social interaction with other people, you're probably going to be in for a letdown. Um, and that's, and that's not to be mean. That's not to be straight up. It's just, that's, that's, it's a harsh environment. I mean, you're subjecting yourself to a yes or no environment. That's not the way the world works. World's a pretty great place. <laughs> and well. you really need to, really need that's to That's a like... whole other podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think it's cool. I like the idea of Tinder. I like the applications and uses of it. I just think with anything, just like with anything, you need to be careful with it. Awesome. Well, hey, it was great having you guys. Um, if you listen to this podcast, be sure to follow my page if you liked it. The Uncommon Consensus. It's on Facebook. And my guest here, Jake Klassen, he has a band called Alteris. They just released their new single, Myself on Fire. Be sure to check it out. Thanks for listening. <laughs>